Welcome to CIO Leadership Live Canada. I'm Lee Rennick, editor of CIO.com, and I'm very excited to welcome Sean Guthrie, Senior Vice President, Technology and E-Commerce, PVMart. Sean, please introduce yourself and tell us, tell us a little bit about your role at PVMart. Thanks very much, Lee, for the opportunity. Uh, as you introduced, I'm Sean Guthrie, and I have the privilege of being PV Industries Senior Vice President of Technology and E-Commerce. For those that don't, that don't know PV, it's a 100% Canadian-owned employee farm and ranch retailer with uh, over 98 stores coast to coast. Uh, we operate a small contingent of ACE corporate stores and have a large ACE Canada uh, dealer network spanning the country. So I'm responsible for all things technology and e-commerce at PV from our service desk and infrastructure, business intelligence, business applications, development, cybersecurity and privacy. And as I mentioned, just recently added to my purview is our growing e-commerce function. Fantastic. Thanks so much. And as a person who owns a farm and lives on a farm, I visit your stores frequently. And <laughs> we've talked about yeah. that. Well, I really appreciate you joining us here today, Sean. We've created this series to support CIOs and the senior technology leaders in both their leadership and business journey. So first question, and I ask everyone this question, I find it very interesting. Can you please tell us a little bit about your own career path? and provide some insights or tips on that road path. Are there any lessons learned you could share? Yeah, so I, I started my career uh, very similar, I think, to some technology leaders. Uh, I started with education from uh, Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. And uh, what I wanted to become was a programmer. Uh, I quickly learned that that was not something that I wanted to do. And, uh, and so I was luckily able to find a role as a desktop analyst working for a service provider organization contracted to the government and that's really where my my career started you know the lesson uh, that i learned early on in this role is that you can look back at it and always know where you come from and that's one of our core values at pv mart as well which which is great and and really i think what's interesting about that is just to understand how your staff go through um, uh, that their experience their support experience and how you are able to provide that exceptional level of customer service then moved on to quite a few technical roles along that journey in different industries, roles like systems administrator, network administrator, and I had the opportunity to work with all different aspects of the technology stack, which is which is a blessing. And I think it was at this point in my in my technical or in my career that my technical skills really accelerated. At this point, it was just consuming knowledge and at a steady pace, getting as many technical certifications as I could, and studying at home and writing exams. I think that lesson was just um, was on the continuous education. And if I can steal a quote from one of your previous um, interviews with Sarah Fenwick, she says to stay curious. And I even to this day, I'm always trying to learn new things and reflecting on on uh, things that I read and whatnot. Then I eventually ended up at a professional engineering services company where I had the opportunity to quickly move through the ranks from sysadmin to team lead, infrastructure operations manager, and then finally to the director of information technology. And this is the role that uh, I often refer to in my executive as my executive leadership starting or beginning. Uh, it's a it's also a role that I've come to learn just how important networking is, uh, both internally and within the organization. The you know, funny story here is that the outgoing VP of IT told me before he left that I should join the CIO Association. And I know, you know, that's how I was going to learn the fastest by getting around others. Uh, that were more successful than I was um, and learning from them. And as I look back, 
that was 12 years ago. I, I, I can't believe it's 12 years ago. And ever since then, I've been an advocate for the association. And then finally, from there, I've held a number of technology exec positions in multiple industries, professional services, as I mentioned, automotive retail, municipal government, and now consumer goods retail. And what I've learned uh, or what I've come to think is my specialty is as a technology leader is that you need to be able to adapt. I've successfully adapted in each of these roles and learned the industries that I've had the pleasure of serving. And it's this ability to adapt that helps technology leaders flourish through situations back in 2009, the financial crisis, and just recently with the pandemic. And all of that, I think, has now led me to PV Industries, where I have such an amazing, I'm having such an amazing time, um, the most fun I've had in my career. And I have a great team of individuals that uh, are all focused on providing our customers with great experience, both in-store and online. Wow, so really the idea of continuous learning, staying curious. Um, when you talk about the full stack, we just did a panel about full stack leadership, so building all those skills to understand how to create, be a full stack leader. And I know you're enjoying yourself because we used to meet once a week in my old role and we all would always start off our meeting saying, how are you doing? You'd say, I'm just enjoying this so much. So that's so wonderful to hear. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, the CIO and the senior tech leader and the shift in role in the last few years. You just touched on that. So we've talked about the technology leader often, often having the responsibility of revenue generation and understanding the full business and also having a seat at the leadership table. Can you talk a little bit about the role shift and some of the ways you work to understand and build the business? Yeah, the roles definitely shifted since the pandemic and, and, and CIOs are, are riding a high right now in this post-pandemic world, but it requires that consistent work to demonstrate and deliver value. The office and the desk, I say, is a comfy place, but if you really want to understand and build your business or build the business, you need to meet with your internal and external stakeholders. And I believe you need to do what I'll call as a you know, day in the life at a minimum, and not just once, but if you can have the opportunity to do it multiple times in multiple roles. And I don't think that this is an optional, uh, this is not optional, it is a must. And at PV, we have multiple ways that we engage our frontline workers. Our executive team regularly through the years visits our stores uh, across the country, and we have more, more commonly know them as executive bus tours. This has allowed us to see the stores in action and hear from our staff at the grassroots level and see what's working, what's not working. And we also encourage our home office staff to work shifts in the store, either through grand openings, times like Christmas, or just to get out and experience it. And it's a great way for us to engage with our staff, um, but also with our customers. And then secondly, you really need to understand how your organization makes money from the top line revenue down to the net income and everything in between, you know, doing so helps you understand how to move the needle, not only in revenue generation, but also with any initiative that you plan on, on undertaking in, in, your, in your organization. So I believe it's equally important that any initiative or project that, that we're engaged in is measured. And this is where the technology leader can improve that credibility within the organization. If you measure the tangible successes of your initiatives, you're likely to gain the, the, the favor of future projects and initiatives that you want to pursue. And having that, that credibility succeed into having a seat at the table mm. and then um, generating revenue it's been a it's been a career bucket list item for me um, and I've had an amazing opportunity to do that in the previous role but again 
you to think less technical and more business minded. You can't be thinking about uh, what I'll call the keeping the lights on. Uh, that mindset's not going to work. You need to be business focused. And so, uh, because of that, and because of my uh, my um, you know, previous experiences uh, and hot off the presses, I've been able to take over the e-commerce business at PV industries with with PNL uh, responsibility and so this will be one of those other adapting moments in my career and I'm excited for this new challenge seeing how we can grow that part of our business well fantastic so really it looks like you know having the ability to understand your full business meeting at the customer level seeing what the customers are experienced gathering that information um, and then really working to adapt right across the full business a lot of CIOs tell me that you are actually the key to creating product that the CIO now is the key role to creating productivity and helping with productivity across the business. So um, I really appreciate that feedback. Thank you very much. Sorry, I was going to add to that. We like we have this unique we have this unique perspective because we see all aspects of the business you know, to or to the business what you just mentioned. And I think that is why you're also seeing CIOs also transition into CEOs more and more now, which I think is exciting. I do. I think it's exciting as well, too. And I and I, I really feel this pivot or this shift happened because of the pandemic almost, you know, this ability for the technology leader to be seen as not the person just keeping the lights on and the machines running and the laptops. A lot of people talk to me about that. All of a sudden I had to figure out how to process, you know, rather than processing 500 e- or e-com orders, I had to process 20 4,000, you know, overnight kind of thing. So it's been an interesting time. I, we talk about that on another one, but um, yeah, I really appreciate that feedback. And so you're working in the, you're, you're leading your tech in the retail space. So, and that's really fascinating to me to, to learn more about. So I wanted to talk a little bit about automation um, and the journey and learnings pre and post pandemic in the space for both supply chain and processes, which we kind of just touched on. Um, what innovations are you seeing in this space? Are there any learnings you can share around process automation? Yeah, so process automation uh, through technologies like robotic process automation is a major priority for us this year. There are, uh, when I came into this organization, just the, the growth that we've had in this organization, there's a ton of manual and efficient tasks being done by a number of different functional groups. And so the business gets to a point, an inflection point of, do you just keep growing by people or do you grow through technology investment? And we're at that point right now. Robotic process automation isn't new, but for us, the concept is new to the overall organization. And we are currently in the middle of a, a minimal viable product on our, uh, what we'll call our vendor cost changes that we get on a regular basis. We were able to identify this process because we have a good, solid, documented understanding of the process. And I think that's a key uh, in in automating any process. And we have the KPIs tied to this process as well. So we know that by making improvements, we're able to measure that success. And the key point here that I find is, is where I've seen other um, RPA projects fail is just the lack of understanding of that process. If you don't have a process documented, then how the heck are you going to automate something you fully don't understand? And for us, we've implemented a gating system uh, where processes that are to be automated, more so like a project gating process or a gating system, uh, must be fully meant, fully documented. Otherwise, we won't even touch them. So we put the onus back onto the onto the business units and the functions to say, if you want to automate this, then you need to understand. So go grab a, a BA from our project management office and start documenting that process. So the opportunity, once we roll out uh, past the MVP, uh, we see very conservatively, is well over a million dollars of recovered margin. 
and that's significant. Um, you know, that's something that gets the CEO and, and our CFO all excited. And it's something that gets noticed and you can start building off of that. And that's that credibility that I talked about is if you are starting to impact the needle on how your organization uh, recovers money or makes money, then that's when you start getting noticed. Um, but one of the lessons learned here is start small. Uh, I think we have all heard this before that you don't need to pick the biggest, baddest process that you have. Small improvements uh, add up and people start to notice the efficiencies and their brains start to figure out, well, if we can do this, what else can we do? What else can we automate? They don't see, a, and in our organization, we don't see automation as a fear. Uh, they see it as an opportunity to do more meaningful and impactful work. Uh, this is a journey. And I'm excited that our business understands what this technology can do. Uh, once And because once organizations understand, then uh, those people can become your biggest advocates. Right. So it looks like, again, from the standpoint of your role, you're becoming a business leader and helping with this process automation. You're relying on those teams to, to make sure they have their strategy well-defined and they've mapped out what the problem is so they understand it. And then you're working together to collaborate to, as, as Hamza said, you know, building innovation as a collaboration on with your internal partners and potentially some external partners as well. Um, so I really appreciate you sharing what you're doing at PV Mart. Thank you. So I wanted to touch on uh, a question around networking and volunteering. So as you do very much so in the tech sector, um, you're very involved in supporting many events and you sit on the national board of the CIO Association of Canada as vice president. Can you tell me a little bit about the importance of networking and volunteering as a senior tech leader and how that's provided support to you in your own role? I can't state this enough. If you are not networking or connecting with peers in and out of your industry, then you're missing out, period, full stop. You cannot and will not know everything. It's impossible. And that's where the network comes in. I'll say I owe a lot of where I am today because of my network, not only in bouncing ideas and, and uh, concepts with peers like Hamza and others, but finding new jobs and opportunities. And I've been pretty transparent and shared this before, uh, but I went through one of those uh, executive house cleanings, as it were, and, and found myself uh, looking for a, an opportunity. And... Um, but the network that I was able to create because of CIO Association got me through some of those pretty tough days. I honestly don't know where I would be in, or where I would where I'd be, if I didn't get out of my own comfort zone and become part of the association 12 years ago when the outgoing VP of IT told me that, that you should do this. Uh, so then volunteering on on our board, as you as you said as you said. Uh, and giving back to the community that's given me so much uh, is the least that I can do with my time. You know, 12 years ago, I was told to get involved. And to this day, every technology leader that I meet, I ask them the same thing, is to get involved and be part of this great community of Canadian technology leaders. I really do enjoy sharing my, my story and the value that I get from the association, how I can use that network to my advantage to become a better technology leader. And I hope through that story that it, it uh, impacts somebody else in their career. Yeah, and I know you've been a fantastic, um, you know, mentor to a number of um, individuals I know. You've been a great um, ally to women working in the sector. I know you understand and see the value to make sure that, you know, women are engaged with technology and STEAM and STEM. So I appreciate that very much. And, and thank you for your time serving on the board at the CIO CAN as well. Okay, so we've got question five here. It's It's one last question. It's a little bit of a I call it my lightning round question, but it's a one answer question. And that question is, what is the future of IT? 
hands down artificial intelligence. We're, we're, uh, I think it goes without saying uh, with ChatGPT and this its generative AI model, we're at a pretty mo- amazing point in time right now where AI is finally becoming useful to the masses in ways that we've never seen before. And not only that, just, just how fast it's growing. Just yesterday, just the improvements that were made over the previous version is, is clearly amazing. The way that it can unlock perhaps some of our creative limitations and do that quickly. I, I recently read an article uh, the other day on how store design teams are leveraging AI to create innovative retail concepts quicker than they've ever done in the past. So if you're not looking at this technology and how it can be incorporated within your organization, then you're missing out. Uh, without a doubt, your competitors are already looking at it. That seems to be aligned with what many others are saying when I ask that question. So I appreciate it so much. And I really appreciate you joining us here today, Sean. Um, thank you so much for joining us. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. And if you're interested in viewing this video or others to support the senior tech leader in their journey, we'd love to uh, interview you or join us at CIO.com front slash CA.